I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And we love to watch is back, baby! And we're back with Butt Dad and Butt Boy. Happy birthday! Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul. With a corncup pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman. <laughs> hey, Pete! Hi, butt dad. <laughs> well, you're a butt dad now, too. This uh, is your first post-butt dad episode. That is so true. Um, I'm a little older. I'm a little wiser. I'm getting hair in new places I didn't know about before. Your I, voice my is changing. I don't, if you, you, I don't think people can recognize his voice because it changed. <laughs> it's a full um, octave middler. Tireder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're back. Now, here's the deal. Here's what we're doing uh, for the next few weeks. How many weeks? We don't know. We'll be back again. Um, just like uh, Slim Shady, for example. He's the only person I know who's usually back again. Um, but we are – where we love to watch for a movie podcast. We pick a theme. We do movies over the course of months around that theme. We were like, oh, shit. We should record. We're ready to record. We took a few months off. You only probably noticed a month because we had pre-recorded some stuff for Spooktober. We never did the follow-up for Spooktober. Well, that's fine. Maybe we'll do it someday. Maybe we won't. Go look at our list. I don't know. Get your life together for the love of God. Um, we're going to do what we call Cursed Christmas Quickies. We don't know how long these episodes are. But we have some Cursed Christmas, which is, of course, us talking about Christmas movies that are cursed in some way. Previous years, I mean, we're doing Jack Frost 1998. If that doesn't sell the concept around what Cursed Christmas, we've done Christmas with the Cranks (laughs) for Cursed Christmas. We're we're doing, there's, we love Christmas movies. Peter and I love Christmas movies. We love bad Christmas movies. We love good Christmas movies. We love tangentially related Christmas movies. But the thing about Christmas movies is sometimes people just go, I don't know, Christmas, question mark, and they make a movie out of it. Uh, thank you. My five-year-old has been sneezing and she's like, nobody ever says bless you to me. <laughs> Come uh, but anytime she sneezes, call me up on the ringer. Yeah. I will say her. bless you. It'll uh, be delayed. Coming a little Mussolini like nobody ever <laughs> says. Bless you to me. When, um, when Elliot's in charge, the bless you's can run on time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so so of course in typical we love to watch fashion it's gonna be a quickie now quickie for us is not a quickie for some people where we have tantric quickies um we're doing two movies to start because tantric quickie it's, it's like an hour long so like if sting had sex a tantric quickie would be three hours <laughs> yeah it's like yeah so we're doing tantric quickies which are much longer than your typical quickies um but we're gonna come and we're going to get out of your hair. Um, not going to say the obvious joke I said up there. And we're just going to move on as This is a quickie to you. Keep moving. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so in typical, we love to watch fashion. For our first quickie, we're going to do two movies. Which probably at least confused one very sad parent at a video store at one point. <laughs> um, maybe multiple ones. Uh, but there's two movies that came out within a year of each other. Jack Frost. I, funny story. I did work at a video store when both of these were new releases and they were next to each other on the shelf. I don't know if you know this, Peter. That's how alphabetical order works. If the movie title is the exact same, it actually J- is like A, C. Yeah, do the math. J, A, 
No, they're right C. next to each other. Uh, if one had an uppercase C, no, they would be next to each other. It, yeah. It, yeah, upper. I don't know if you know the uppercase, lowercase doesn't do anything. Not not spacing. Not in Sir Dewey Decimal spacing system. can punctuation can uppercase lowercase doesn't matter. Hmm. Um, fun fact. So these uh, these were next to each other. Now one of them had a creepy snowman, and then Michael Keaton's face. And then uh, the other one had a holographic snowman. And if you were an eagle-eyed parent trying to get the right movie, you may notice there's like a big long line of one Jack Frost and then like a cassette of this other holographic. Maybe they thought it was a special edition. I don't know what they thought. One is about Um, a terrifying snowman that uh, haunts a town and the other one is called Jack Frost. Yeah, the other, they both are. Yeah. We've already said that. So I'll let you decide we wa- which one I'm referring to. We watched both of these, and we're going to talk about both of them. We're not going to do a big interview. We're just going to kind of get into some of it. Now, here's the thing. I've seen both these movies before. I watched them again. I own and remember Jack Frost from 1997, the killer snowman movie, um, about a serial killer who, through reasons, ends up in having a snowman body and goes on his continuing killing spree. His name is Jack Frost. The funny thing is both of these characters' names are Jack Frost. If your last name is Frost and you name your kid Jack, bad news, he's becoming a snowman at some point. (laughs) They Uh, are, in their human form, called Jack Frost. Yeah. And in their snowman form, killer and inspirational, um, named Jack Frost. I mean, Jack Frost... They're both killer. One kills people. One kills it on those pipes because <laughs> he's got the uh, rock band who is shooting up to the top of the charts, not the killer one. So I think the only thing that makes sense, this is already very confusing and we're covering both and we don't have the time, Peter. I think the only way to cover this that makes sense is to talk about them both at the exact same time. That's great. I think we should just talk about one and then the other, and we'll just kind of go through. Um, and if this is confusing to you as the listener, check in next week. <laughs> we'll, we're only doing one movie. Uh, so uh, the, thing, the thing about – the funny thing about Jack Frost, Michael Keaton Jack Frost, 1998, is that I have also seen that. I watched the entire movie. And I went to go log it on Letterboxd only to find out that I had seen it before. I had no memory of watching it. It was only three years ago to the point that I was like, did we already do this for Cursed Christmas? And I've forgotten because what other reason explains the fact that I've seen this movie three years ago? It Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. It is. I still think I didn't go back and check your math or your uh, antiquity. Uh, research. Uh, that's what our old episodes, we call them, uh, Objects of Antiquity. The back catalog um, is, is antiquity. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not 100% sure we haven't covered this. So, if you've heard us cover it, great news. We're covering it again with another movie named Jack Frost. About a man named Jack Frost who becomes a snowman man. Um, uh, so, one of these, here's the great thing about both these movies. If you're a parent and you like rent them both, um, either way, you're not getting any nudity. <laughs> now, one of the Jack Frost heavily implies if you're a horny teenager, you are going to see some 
some nudity. The I remember clearly the back of this VHS has the scene with the snowman. Like the big picture on the back of the VHS is Shannon Elizabeth and the snowman in the tub. And like she's pressed against them so you don't see any nudity on the back cover of the VHS. That wasn't allowed. Um, but if you're a horny teenager, I'm assuming you're like eventually I'm going to see nudity. Um, that movie almost – it laughs in your face. It spends a lot of time on knees, ankles, <laughs> um, shoulders. Not it even like implies the director has seen her naked, but you haven't. You yeah. The 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 it's it's almost hilarious. Like if it was a bit, which I couldn't find anything about it really, besides just the guy saying that the guy that made this movie, who also made Identity in uh, 2003, he said that there was a there was a Campbell. <laughs> You're learning the movies together already. No, no, Michael Cooney. I thought he only made two movies, and he made Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2, Attack of the Mutant, whatevers. No, he directed Identity, the the John Cusack, everyone, and Ray Liotta, everyone in a hotel. It's a multiple personality disorder. But it's just, it's just a bunch of multiple personalities in a guy's head, and that, that, uh, and they all fight and kill each other, because one of the personalities is a serial killer in the guy's head, killing... He's the writer of Identity. Michael Cooney has only... Oh, he did not direct. Okay. Michael Cooney has only directed two movies, which I'm showing up to the screen. Okay, yeah. No, I... I, Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, which I also watched. Okay, well, we have to talk about that a little. Um, (laughs) There is nudity in that. Finally. Um, But he talks about how... The budget for there's a Campbell soup commercial around the same time that this movie came out about a kid coming a snowman walking into a house and eating sitting down at the table and eating Campbell soup and then the the snow melts off of him and he's just a kid who I guess was a snowman until he had his Campbell soup. <laughs> um, uh, look it up; it's a real commercial. He says that the budget for that commercial was five times that of his entire movie. <laughs> And that was, which I think the 32nd commercial, um, which I thought was, which I thought was very, uh, very, very funny. Um, (laughs) It's my favorite director of all time. So he, um, uh, he's got a, he's got a very consistent directorial filmography. So again, if you're watching Jack Frost one and you want a nudity, you are going to be heavily disappointed. If you're watching the other Jack Frost and you're say a, you know. Uh, uh, someone who finds Michael Keaton sexually attractive, which is most of us, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially 1998 Michael Keaton with his frosted tips um, and and single earring and single earring. Uh, bad news too, you get to see the snowman naked. Uh, I don't know why you would be expecting to see Michael Keaton naked in a PG family movie with special effects by the Henson company on their day off, I assume. (laughs) Um, uh, But you don't... Both of these, you are nudity safe, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're nudity safe. Uh, Michael Keaton in this movie looks like... In Jack Frost? What? In Jack Jack Frost. Frost. Michael Michael Keaton in the movie. Well, he's not in that. He's in Jack Frost. Yeah, Michael Keaton in Jack Frost. No, he's not in Jack Frost. He's in Jack Frost. Michael Keaton in Jack Frost... Okay. Is playing a character who Michael Keaton is a cool guy. 
And it's like Michael Keaton is playing a dork, playing a cool guy in this movie. So occasionally you're like, you're like, it's just fun to see Michael Keaton because he is in the first half hour of this movie or whatever. Um, it's just fun to see Michael Keaton a little bit. Um, and then he has like, uh, uh, yeah, give me some skin, daddy kind of dialogue because oh he's God. supposed to be this cool blues guy. Cool blues. I Look, <laughs> let's. It's so, so painful. <laughs> It, he has the worst band of all time, and it's the, so the funny. The Jack Frosts or whatever? The Jack Frost, the Jack Frost band. <laughs> so it, it, it opens with him doing a bluesy jazz. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's like a, it's like a hard edge blued version of the song Frosty the Snowman. And I can, like, it is the worst thing you've ever heard. It's like, Frosty the Snowman! Like, it's like if, like, um, if Bruce Springsteen had like one more song that he wanted to do, but he's like, Bruce, you've done a four hour show. He's like, no, this is going to be good. Like it has the energy of someone trying to be Bruce Springsteen singing a cover of Frosty the Snowman. And there's an eight, there's an agent, there's a talent scout in the audience who does the fucking back to the future thing of holding up his phone and going, you need to listen to this. And it's a fucking <laughs> terrible cover of Frosty the Snowman. Like, so I want you to do that in the movie and go, you need to listen to this. This fucking sucks. This sucks. You sent me out here for this? Like, I quit. Did you see that talent scout holding up his cell phone to the, to the set? We're yeah. going to be rich. And then the, it is, <laughs> the guy is just like, laughing in his bit Lambo. Maybe, like, I could see, like, they do have an original song, a quote-unquote original song they play later. Like, at least that would have been, like, in this universe, like, oh, this guy has this song. Can you imagine just being like, did you hear that cover of Frosty the Snowman? (laughs) Which is not a good song. You are allowed to, you are only allowed to do that if it's, like, 1966 and uh, Phil Spector Christmas just came out. That is precisely the last time that you could be like, you hear the new, the new Frosty the Snowman? And it really pops. No one, anybody that's like, you know what? These standards are really lame. I'm going to spice them up. Has ever succeeded, except for, I think, Bruce Springsteen did and Tom Petty did once. Um, I mean, if you want to make a standard good, what you do is you lean in on the corniness of Christmas. Yeah. Maybe you update some lyrics or you change the orchestration. You do like what smart musicians do. You're not like, you know what this, this, <laughs> you know what Frosty the Snowman needs? More shit kicker energy. I know. <laughs> what if we're like, just real, like we're above it a little bit, but we're gonna, we're gonna hit every note. We're gonna drag out every chord. It's, um. Kids love the blues. Kids love the blues. Um, I got the blues. So bad. <laughs> yeah, the blue. Like, at least if you want to do 1998, fucking make them sound like Creed doing a cover of Fra. Like, make it sound like this entire soundtrack is like Hanson and other like covers. Like, make it sound like that. Like, this is not. Make it fucking ska. Pretend you wrote oh, the movie in 1996 yeah, and make it like fucking Mighty Mighty Boston's, but like. This type of music has a never been pop. Like, I'm sorry. It's just never been popular. Really not popular enough that some major label debut is like, and then on the radio the next day, the DJ plays it. It's like, that's a Jack Frost band. They're getting signed to a major label because they're so good. Get them while you can folks. 
Um, yeah, the only person that's allowed to do this is the local radio guy who is like, hey, a local band is maybe going to break out. I want to have them on our show to make us more popular. Truly, the yeah. only people that can make think this is cool are people that are going to further exploit the Jack Frost band. Also, like, can you imagine having a less... Like, so let's say you do you did just hear, Peter, the best fucking version of Frosty the Snowman of all time. I'm imagining it. I can hear it in my head right now. Yeah. It's probably not the version from this movie. But Six let's bassists. Say, let's say... Let's say it's Michael Keaton grunting. I imagine... I wrote this down. Like, I've never heard Bruce Willis's band Bruno, but I imagine this is exactly what a Bruno cover of Frosty the Snowman sounds Yeah, pork pie hat, you know. 100%. Yeah. And so, let's say you did just hear the best version of Frosty the Snowman, and these people are the Jack Frost band. It's all Christmas-themed. Even under those circumstances, you are signing an act that's relevant for about 30 days out of the year. Like, what is your plan? Like, to sell that and market it. Like, you, you, what, maybe you can get away with a Christmas in July, but April, March, August, you're fucked. You don't have anywhere to book these guys. Imagine if the Blues Traveler could only travel from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah. The Blues, the blues Holiday Traveler. <laughs> I did, recently, um, yeah. I did recently, someone was like, you know a Blues Traveler song, don't you? And I was like, I don't think I know a single Blues Traveler song. You got played. Too. They played 30 seconds of one, and I was like, you need to turn this off immediately. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad. Uh, you <laughs> what you should you, know. I, why did you remind me? You should do, yeah. Oh, you never heard this terrible man? <laughs> like, put it in a Neil C.C. Erga mixer, shut the fuck up. I don't need to hear it. I don't need oh, to hear you emotionally it. blacked out? What happened to you in Vietnam? Let's watch I don't need to hear it naked with no other weird stuff going on. Um, <laughs> besides John, Big John Popper playing the harmonica. Um, the... That's how you. That's how you know if you've been overserved at a concert. If someone pulls out a harmonica and you're like, "I love this," <laughs> he's, playing the, he's playing a harmonica and the guitar and occasionally singing. This guy's good. <laughs> so for remind, for remind me, he had a vest with all those pockets on it, and he had them all filled with other harmonicas because his harmonica oh, would get right. too hot, and he had to yeah. switch it out like a barrel for a water cooled machine gun. Is that true? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it is. It's I like I do like the aesthetic. It's like, hey. They sing Frosty the Snowman. They're a Christmas themed band. They dress like their servers at TGI Fridays. I think we gotta sign them ASAP. <laughs> As someone who loves Christmas music, and you do too. I do admit 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 something to me. Uh the reason that most of the time bands are able to like make a, a corny Christmas song and have it uh uh, be a chart top and hit is because they're doing it for charity. It's a band it for thing. Yeah. It's a very special Christmas thing. It's a very special Christmas two thing. Well, that's the thing. There are so many good Christmas songs that do, that have good covers of it. And like, there's novelty songs like fucking Frosty, the snowman that almost have no good covers. Uh, like Frosty, there's the snowman is versions just... of Frosty, the snowman. I can think of. Okay. There's the one from the Phil Spector Christmas album, and then there's the original one. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, yeah, if you have Phil Spector producing a wall of sound, sure, great. Like, 
uh, trying not to kill his wife or whoever. Great. <laughs> Great. We're going to put it in Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's the opening of one movie. The other movie, there's a killer on the loose. Uh, a killer of the blues? What's a good harmonica mouth noise? Is that your harmonica? You're yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should just get a harmonica. They're not expensive. There we go. That's the only thing you can do. Um, so, yeah. So, there's a serial killer named Jack Frost who's eluded the police for years. And he's going to be executed at midnight, but he kills the guard and he escapes and he crashes a truck into some chemicals. Now, if you like truck crashing, I got great news. That also happens to the other Jack Frost. After like... <laughs> the only way to turn into a snowman is a, is, involves a motor vehicle. There's more similarities than you think. You got to get in the car. <laughs> You gotta crash it. <laughs> Do you think that, as far as I know, there's two ways to then become a snowman? One, and this is the there's two con, there's two consistencies. One, you gotta be named Jack Frost. Two, get in a car, get behind <laughs> the wheel of an automobile. You're fucking Jan and Dean, um, and, and you, you gotta say, crash How did that I get motherfucker. Here? Yeah, you gotta crash that motherfucker. Um, now, I have, I have from a there, and Frosty is a snowman. He says, happy birthday! Do you think Frosty, the human being who became Frosty the snowman, uh, do you think that what, he was leaving Jesus' birthday too drunk and he crashed? I don't think you know that story at all. There was no human being that became Frosty the snowman. There was a, a magic hat that turned a snowman into a living person. And I'm saying, we agreed the only way to turn into a snowman is vehicular accident. No, that's the way to turn into Jack Frost, not Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Sorry, right. proceed, proceed. Um, so then from there, so again, here's your ingredients. It's like baking a pie. You need a man named Jack Frost. <laughs> Gotta be a man. Very gender specific to become Jack Frost. Could there be yeah. another Jack Frost? We don't know. If you don't want a snowman for a son, don't name him Jack Frost. Yeah. Two. Gotta crash a car. From there, as far as I know, and this is, I've done a lot of research in this, there's two ways to then become a living man made of snow. Mm-hmm. One, crash your car into a bunch of chemicals that are there to, like, help survive the, it's like a bunch of DNA for a nuclear <laughs> apoc- holocaust. The chemicals will allow people to turn into mutant uh, icicle cells that can reform into any form of water. To help people survive in the event of a holocaust. Yeah. Um, That's one way. The other way, give your son a magic harmonica and don't go to his hockey games. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the story of a dad who wasn't there, not being there anymore. Yeah. And then being That's true there, for both. We don't know if Jack Frost was a dad. <laughs> and then being there as Jack yeah. Frost. And then not being there again at the end of the movie. <laughs> it is. So here's the crazy thing about. Frosty comes the, back every year. Not this guy. <laughs> I actually think of the two movies, the Michael Keaton one is crazier. Because, so first of all, it's an hour and 40 minute movie. It's the longest movie ever made. It does. I was like, how is there 30 minutes left in this movie? Um, it, takes so, him, it takes 30 minutes for the dad to die, just for the record. 40 minutes. That's what I'm saying. 
you spend so much time, and again, it is such like over the plate dad shit. Um, he he is too he's too focused on his work, which is being in a terrible band. He misses his son's hockey game. He has a good relationship with his wife, but it's like you got to stop disappointing our kid. He comes up and like wakes him up, like I'm here. I call him Jackie Boy or whatever his fucking stupid nickname is for him, Jack Boy. And that's like he like he he's trying to be a cool dad. Now the funny thing is is that he's going to do his big break for this record company that can't stop jizzing their pants over the Frosty the Snowman blues cover. And they pull off the road. He's like he t- talks to all his bandmates. He has like a band meeting on the side of a fucking mountain and is like, "Guys, should we just be with our families? Like I actually you already don't want to missed- make it." I actually don't want to make it. It's like, you have already missed all the stuff. Just go to the goddamn thing. But he pulls a band meeting, flags him down the side of the road, and then presumably they don't show the car crash. Presumably immediately drives off a cliff because <laughs> they cut to like a year later and he's died. And they're like, so really and, like quickly, there's a- in Disney movies and kids movies, usually they kill the parents so early. So it's more of a conceptual yeah. vague thing. <clears throat> they spent like, 40 minutes with this with this dad. Yeah. Having a good time. You don't know much sh- about Bambi's mom. No, no. Or you don't know anything about Airbud's dad. <laughs> I mean, or the kid, whatever Air the kid's Bud's name. You don't, you don't know anything about Air Bud. It's true. What I said was was also true, Peter. <laughs> Did you meet Air Bud's dad in that movie? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, so, so so now we only care about non-present fathers. Who, by the way, that I dad. I would say the ultimate dead dad is any dog. <laughs> Do you literally any dog is the ultimate deadbeat dad? It's been seven years. Do you remember how Airbud or the the kid from Airbud's dad died? Uh, yes, I do. Um, he well, sorry, I remember what the kid claimed is that he died fi- fi- like flying an experimental fighter jet or something. Yeah, he's in a he was in a he was in the Air Force and his jet blew up, which is the funniest way to kill a dad off screen ever in a Disney movie. <laughs> because it sounds like a lie. <laughs> but it's like they have pictures of him with the jet, and you're like, is that the one that blew? Like, what is happening? <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, then they – but they kill him off screen and they cut to a year later and he just misses his dad. And even, like, it took me a while to realize it was the next Christmas. Like, I guess they didn't want to sit with the grief of, like, hey, your dad's dead. He's not – you're not coming to any hockey games anymore, bud. For which is the exact amount he came to before. <laughs> He's coming to the – good news, bad news with your dad dying. One – He's he's not going to come to any more hockey games. Two, he never did. So that part is going to remain the exact same in your life. (laughs) We're in a good news, bad news situation, but boy, good news for me, bad news for you. But Uh, literally, uh, they, they, they cut to the next winter. He's wearing all the same stuff. He's hanging with all the same kids. And the bully from the first 40 minutes is like, he's no fun to bully anymore since his dad died. And that's how we find out his dad died. This movie, it's impossible to it's impossible to explain how much this movie wants you to sit with grief. <laughs> like, this movie doesn't want you to be like, you know what? Like, life has beautiful ebbs and flows. You come back a year later and this kid is still fucking pissed. His grades have suffered. Um, he's yeah. 
uh, miserable and has no friends. His yep. mom sucks at putting up Christmas decorations still. Like it's, I know, Mark Gaddy's trying his best, but yeah. he's it's, not a replacement dad. It's it, the 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 because he's present. <laughs> the the, the structure. You're nothing like my dad. Psychotic. You're here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they really Could want you, you go to away. <laughs> so okay, I have a theory. I don't have any way to back this up. The movie has these really cloying, awful, uh, like. Uh, uh, like twinkly score that's like yeah. the magic of Christmas you know yeah. and even during the opening credits every single person's name gets a little twinkle yeah. like it's like <laughs> Mark David Chapman <laughs> oh. he's not in this <laughs> um, and uh, he was uncastable uh, really quickly did you see what the director of Jack Frost directed it's Troy Miller yeah like who Worked is on like Mr. Show and works on well, and also Rock. like had the had the huge falling out with David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. Yes, and this movie yeah. weirdly has cameos by uh, Jay uh, Jay Johnston, Capital Writer, yeah. um, <laughs> noted felon. Things, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mustard eight days guy and felon trying to take over the government. <laughs> I think John Ennis is a snowplow driver. Like John a Ennis bunch is in it, yeah. Of, there's a bunch of Mr. Show. It's uh, before the falling out. Uh, there's a bunch of Mr. Show alum, or future alum, I guess, in this movie. Do you know who is supposed to direct this movie? Oh, yes. Um, someone, not this guy. <laughs> Remind me. Not Trey Miller. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi was going to direct it, and they were originally... This actually feeds my point. Sam Raimi was yeah. going to direct it, and they were originally going to have it be... Um, a little bit more of like a dark fantasy, it sounds like. And it was supposed to be a straight adaptation of uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. And, like and a Sam SFX family it. movie. Um, and then someone dropped, I think it was Michael, I want to say Michael Douglas was supposed to be. Uh, George Clooney. George Clooney was supposed And then he dropped out. But you can really um, tell that George Clooney is supposed to be Jack Frost because there's certain mannerisms that the face has that are clearly yeah. supposed to be George Clooney and not like the squinty eyes and stuff. Like it's clearly supposed to be George Clooney, not Michael Keaton. Like the, yeah. the way the eyes particularly articulate, the way the mouth articulates is like the, the doll was designed for George Clooney and then they needed to shuffle this movie into production. And I think this movie was too grim to release to children. And so they added a bunch of cloying, like cliched, twinkly music on it to make it sweeter. Yeah. But it actually just makes it feel like it's a like a lifetime movie where like it's so bizarre. I'm the I'm the only one that survived my, a car crash. <laughs> like the story of a mother. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, it is so bizarre now here's one thing that peter you're gonna have to experience this a little bit <laughs> so one of the things your kid may someday notice as they watch a lot of kid movies is that every dad sucks <laughs> they don't show up for baseball games or hockey games they're always more worried about work all that kind of stuff they're always and worried about the, the the big report yep and so at first you may be like, oh, this is really giving dads a bad rap. But secretly, what it's showing is that, yeah, this is what all dads are like, kids. I'm not like this. So just to let you know, uh, you got pretty lucky with me. Not only am I not blown up in a fighter jet, I come to all of your hockey games. <laughs> um, so I'm doing pretty good 
from the expectations that dads have. Now, it let's talk also, about it. Sorry, it's also so funny when he's late for the hockey game because he's recording the worst song in history. I know. <laughs> we got a jam. It's it is like it is like fucking there the person who's signing them is fucking what's his name from I think you should leave. Like, guys, this Frosty the Snowman song is totally in your cue zone. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moon uh, River Rock, Frosty the Snowman. Um, so you're gonna break big they, on this Frosty, I can yeah. right now. I just need a few more dollars to get really get it popping, Jack Frost Band. <laughs> um, so speaking of other bad dads, Shannon Elizabeth has a dad in Jack Frost. Oh my God, this is who grim. he. Uh, so. Shannon Elizabeth is like I, I don't even, like I don't know who the lead is in Jack Frost because it you think it's Shannon Elizabeth and her boyfriend some other guy I who cares, she, um, but they die halfway through the movie and then it's just like a cavalcade of police officers that you don't it's relate the cop. to. It's it's, the it cop. is the cop, but it's he kind of looks like um, he looks like they couldn't get the guy from Twin Peaks, and we're like, sure. It does. Cool. I had to Google to make sure he wasn't the dude from Twin Peaks. Here's what I will say. Yes. Um, is that I like the I like the cop. <laughs> I like. Yeah, he's, I, I like. I like. He's, so I like Jack Frost. I hate Jack act. Frost, but I like Jack. Yeah, Frost. Yeah, I like Jack Frost, but I just hate Jack Frost, and I'd much Frost rather talk no about good. Jack Frost. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about both of them for the next. But time. the the cop is also the lead in the sequel. Um, okay, and like, uh, I think he does really good at like the melodramatic turns. He does good at the comedy. He does good at like the you know campy SFX kind of horror comedy stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think he's like a, the ballast that makes this movie work because I don't think yeah Jack Frost. And I think Jack Frost is creepy in both movies. Um, I think that the one liners out of both of them are also terrible. Yes. Um I'm going back to I'm I'm closing my notes on Jack Frost and going back to my notes on Jack Frost. Yeah, you know, um, actually let me do the same. Let me go back to my notes okay. on Jack Frost. So yeah, um, oh, like wait, hold so on. Can, can I really quickly before actually before we go over to Jack Frost, I have like a couple more things to do for Jack Frost. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna say a line to you, and then I'm gonna. Can you open up the chat box on your on your on your Zoom? Uh, sure. Um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say a line to you, and I need you to read the line and then immediately say it. Okay. Okay. You demand. I'm the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> can you also say this one? Hold on, while we're doing this. I think that's from Jack. Should we do a quiz? Which one it's from? I think that one's from Jack Frost. <laughs> right or wrong? Snow Dad is better than No Dad. <laughs> Honestly, that line could be from either one. I'm actually not sure which one it is. It's from Jack Frost, right? Yeah, this one's from Jack Frost. Okay. I wasn't sure. Wait, hold on. How about this one? <laughs> yeah, Batman and Robin had nothing. My balls are freezing. <laughs> which which one is that from? Jack Frost. Uh, Yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> how about this I'm pretty one? Sure that's from the Michael Keaton one, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. You just want me to compliment you now? <laughs> just say it. You look so 
Great. <laughs> so at the end of Jack Frost, uh, Michael Keaton finally connects with his uh, wife. He gets to say goodbye. And he's like, oh, yeah, because because his what? Well, hold on, because Kelly Preston is like, son, you're you're I know you miss your dad, but your your dad's not in a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, you're going fucking nuts. Kid. <laughs> like you're not doing OK. It's been a year. Now you're talking to snowman, which is so funny because it's not like. They made a snowman once together, which, as far as I know, based on everything else, is the only time that father and son ever interacted. Because he was never there doing his blues traveler stuff. He put the time in. He put the full 90 minutes in. But, like, the idea that, like, he's been spending a year connecting his dad to snowman is, like, unrelated at all. Like, obviously that didn't happen. He just played him a harmonica one night. (laughs) (laughs) I love that there's no... There is, like, so one of the things that, like, people talk about what they like about Groundhog Day, and I agree, is, like, there's a magic that occurs that has no one ever explains. No one ever says, here's how to get out of it. Here's what you've achieved. Here's what you're going for. And it really works in that movie because it just happens. No one knows why. He spends a lot of iterations trying to become a good person. And it's like even many times where he thinks he's becoming a good person, the day starts over. And then one day that he kind of not just tries to be a good person but humbles himself and stops caring and it happens. You can take your own meaning from what all that means and there's a lot of great iterations and it doesn't feel the need to explain the magic. I need this movie to explain the magic a little bit because let's just go through how this happens. Okay. A year late, a year after his dad dies, he gave him a harmonica and because he was going to miss him so much, he said, this is a magic harmonica. A year later, he waits a whole year to blow this fucking thing. Blows the harmonica. For some reason, a snowman comes to life in the yard with Michael Keaton's soul in it. There's even a dialogue exchange where the kid finally believes the snowman is his dad. And he's like, it was a magic harmonica. And Michael Keaton's like, yeah, I just made that up. I have no idea how this worked. I'm full of shit. That's why I was such a terrible dad. The end of the movie, he, I think his only like thing that he needed to accomplish was see a hockey game. Because he sees the hockey game, and then he says goodbye to them forever, and right before he does, he turns into glowing, actual Michael Keaton to say goodbye. He's like, I don't know. I'm not coming back. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) How did any of this happen? Is he going to heaven? Where was he for the last year? What he had to go back to was he a ghost possessing a snowman? And then once he went to the hockey game, he gets to go to like, like, I get that at some point it's infuriating because I get at some point it was supposed to be an adaptation of Frosty the Snowman. There's power in a hat, the hat goes on the snowman, it, it gets to life. You could say, like, it's my dad's hat, so it's my dad's soul that made him go. And anytime we put a hat on a fucking snowman, he that snowman's gonna turn to life with my dad, like, sure. It makes a sense in the realm of Christmas things. What the fuck is this, Peter? This is nothing. This is just like, I don't know, stuff happens sometimes. Yeah, I um, 
I yeah, at least Jack Frost has fucking Holocaust DNA. <laughs> I don't know. Nuclear Holocaust. Okay, DNA. so Same here's here's, here's what I'll say. Well, what is more conceptually traumatizing? Um, a one-time snow dad uh, comes back one Christmas to um, see a hockey game, or the frosty model, as I say, a winter dad who returns every year to be like, "Hey, son, what's going on?" Like, do you want a shitty stepdad snow dad to pop up once a year? Hey, are you fucking Mark Addy? <laughs> hey, it's been five Christmases. You keep coming back. We're not, you know what? This is your attitude? We're not making snowmen next year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's thus how Jack Frost becomes a prequel to Jack Frost. Yeah. Um, um, and then he, but, but as he's as he's fading into the ether, as his soul is is uh, unsubstantiating. I mean, he might be just not existing. There's no. <clears throat> th- yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, this is a specically an atheistic view of the universe. Um, he doesn't say he heaven. Says, he looks to his he looks to his his wife, the beautiful Kelly Preston, and he says, "You look so great." <laughs> the line reading is is so you can hear Michael Keaton's depression in most of the line readings in the movie, but you can particularly hear it for some reason in like the last act of the movie because. There's a day where he's just standing out in the yard and you're listening to the radio announcer go, it's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a high of 70 degrees. That's a that's a record for Christmas Day. And you can just turn around to see Jack Frost's pained face standing yeah. out in the yard like some sort of unwanted golem. So here's I mean, here's the central conflict of this movie. When he was alive. He didn't go see his kid's <laughs> hockey game. Now, he's a snowman. Mm-hmm. And he wants to, he realizes that playing bad music was not as important as watching his son, who kind of sucks at hockey. He it's missed that one goal. Um, bad but, music or bad son? I, I, I don't know which way to go. But anyway, he is like, this is what's important. But... Because he doesn't, he, this movie could have used a, halfway through, he introduces himself to Kelly Preston and Mark Eddy, and everyone's like, like a Santa Claus thing, like, oh shit, my dad's Santa Claus, oh shit, my dad's a snowman, instead of everyone just being like, Charlie, get it together, bud. But like, so, the the final act conflict is now he wants to go to the hockey game, but it's melting. So, he has to hike up a sled and because no one's helping him because no one knows he exists and he's just a snowman has to get to a hockey rink but it's melting he has to get into the hockey rink which is cold and will save him before he melts all the way so now he he didn't he didn't want to miss his son's hockey game but he might because he's a snowman and it's melting What the fuck? <laughs> like what? What is he, he is? I also love he's standing in the yard like an asshole or whatever, yeah. bawling in the yard like an asshole. He doesn't have legs. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he's like slowly melting. Whole, 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 he's, <laughs> he's like he's like yeah, I guess I'm gonna die. Definitely not going to my kid's fucking hockey game. He also had yeah. he knew the hockey game was in the morning and he had all night to make it to the arena. He was like, "Yeah, roll out there and sit outside the arena. There's no one, perfect camouflage anywhere you go. No one's gonna be like, who made a snowman in this arena?'" People were like, I "How delightful!" 
Somebody brought a snowman into the arena for this winter hockey game. Yeah. What? So a delight. Uh, <clears throat> so the other movie is actually a delight because here's the thing about Killer Snowman. Mm-hmm. They're funny. He uh, now the great thing is because they had no money for this movie whatsoever. The snowman at no point moves its mouth no. or indicates that it's talking, which is a gift think- to us. It's just thinks things at you all the time and like a very like 90s like it's like someone trying to do a Chucky voice but it was just the PA precisely <laughs> precisely that it's 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 um who on the set right now in this moment including the guy who just brought in sandwiches can do the best Brad Dorif yeah and the answer was nobody but they got a guy anyway <laughs> listen the way the word best works is that yeah. someone has to be the best at it. It's grading on a curve. It's not based on, yeah, he was better than all the other versions that they could have gotten. Yes. Agreed. Um, um, and I, I think that the opening of this really, like, lets parents know that this is not the children's movie they're supposed to watch because there's an uncle... Uh, reading to his niece the story of Jack Frost and just describing all the horrible mutilations and shit that he yeah. did. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It, and the niece sounds like a grown man I, doing a, a little girl voice. Yeah, which is what they used and to he, do. Like they do that in some Tales from the Crypt, not episodes, but like like yeah. on the Tales from the Crypt Christmas album. They do stuff like this where it's like, yeah, where he's like, I don't know, kid. That's just what happened. If he's gonna come kill you next, if you do, yeah, yeah. mommy, what what happens to Santa now? Yeah. Like that. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I was actually in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you as a kid. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was just so, what my voice sounded like back then. <laughs> so obviously, at first, they're like, I assume Jack Frost didn't die. They don't know that because the. The murders are matching Jack Frost's uh, M.O., which is murdering people. <laughs> his, yeah, his modus operandi seems to be uh, fucking people up. That's all they have to go on. Really not I mean, specific. He, they, they're getting they're killing him with ornaments and like an axe through the the by the by the wooden end through the mouth. Like, but they're just kind of like this is Jack Frost's work. But it's just it just murders. Snowman themed murders. Like, do you think Jack Frost did snowman themed murders before this? Because they seem to be like the only connecting thread I can see is that like, oh, murders are happening. So there was a a serial killer dash mob enforcer named Richard Kuklinski, aka the Iceman. Yeah. Um, and uh, he used to like store bodies in a freezer because mm-hmm. they would smell bad or whatever. He could store them for a while and then go, you know, get rid of them when, when it was more convenient. Um, that is how, that's all he had to do to get the nickname yeah. The Iceman. <laughs> if yeah. you literally this... stab someone with an icicle once, you'd be known as Jack Frost forever. Like these, 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 these guys that come up with nicknames for serial killers, they're like, oh, we just need, we just need one bit. It's like how John Wayne Gacy was like, like did like, a few children's parties as a clown and then now we all know him as this like serial killer clown guy but like as far as we know he never killed in makeup and he did that as like a thing for like kids birthday parties like five times yeah i don't know how many times he did it but like not a lot but i don't think it's a nickname i think he was born 
Jack Frost, possibly Jonathan. Uh, I call yes. him Jack. Uh, Jonathan Frostathan. <laughs> yeah, they shortened both. Well, on Ellis Island, they made him Jack. Yeah. Frost. Oh, oh, yeah. Because he wanted to blend in with all the other. Yeah. Uh, when he came American. in from the North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> Shorten it. Don't be more accepting. They hate the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> um. The can we talk about the funniest murder in this movie? Uh, yeah. One of the early ones, only because so a kid bully gets. Uh, there's this kid who's getting bullied by this kid, and he gets. <laughs> decapitated by a sled pushed by Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sharp sleds in this town. <laughs> and everyone just sees the head fall and everyone's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> 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 this is too far. The Billy, the bully's head comes off. And then, of course, the kid is like a snowman killed Billy. <laughs> um, no one believes him. For like 10 minutes, and then they yeah, do believe him because the yeah. snowman just keeps killing people. They feign... Okay, so this movie uh, and the sequel, they feign for a little bit. Like, there's like another killer out there, and it's not um, the reincarnation of a serial killer as, a, as a, a snowman. But like, the movie very quickly realizes that like... The scriptwriter very quickly realized, like, this isn't fun or funny, and it's always the worst part of these yeah. movies. So they're like, oh, yeah, but everyone just sees the snowman, like, you know, at some point, and they're like, yeah. oh, it was the snowman. It was the snowman. And they immediately kind of put it together that Jack Frost is a snowman now, and then later a government guy is like, well, here's how that happened. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but they, they get it so quickly. It is, like, I, I do want to say, like, well, Jack Frost is terrible. Mm-hmm. Jack Frost is like a super, a super fun cult movie that like I I have the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray that I bought on some some sale a while ago and like it is I mean it is the I think platonic ideal of like we have five thousand dollars how can we make a really fun horror movie that doesn't take itself seriously at all and. Uh, it like it plays all of it really serious and it does that great thing of like we don't need to be too goofy because the act of having a snowman with very limited motion range and who can't move its mouth and we constantly just push from the back towards people everyone playing that pretty straight is going to make the entire movie very enjoyable and that's essentially what happened yeah and i think that this movie got lumped in with the so bad it's good uh movies or the um uh or even later the like oh they're trying to be bad um style movies like sharknado and i think it's it's kind of this is not an incompetent movie no i think it's it's kind of neither of those i think they're making a horror comedy where they're leaning on their limitations, but they actually want to make a legitimate horror comedy. Like, there's a couple shots with, like, the icicle kills in particular. Like, I think the icicle kills are great. Yeah. That I think work wonderfully. And I think that, like, there's this opening scene, like, when Jack Frost is getting turned into Jack Frost, and his skin gets melted off. And clearly they had a lot of fun doing, like, one, like you know, uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead style, we're melting all the flesh off this guy down to the bones thing. Like, yep. It's it's not incompetent in the sense that, like, 
these people didn't understand their limitations. They were like, this is what we can do on the budget. And yeah, it's it's a really, both this and the sequel are really fun. And even in the sequel, I feel like it's not as, um the pacing is a little off. Like there's like, it's a little laggard in the second act. But like mm. they, what they do is essentially they're like, oh, we had this style kill in the last movie. That means we can't do it this time. We're going to do a new trick that's more complicated and crazy. Like they kind of escalate their SFX craft. And so in, there are parts of the second movie where you've like forgotten that in the first movie, multiple scenes are just two big styrofoam <laughs> snowmen moving yeah. towards, towards the camera. Like, uh, they make you forget that, and this is not Jack Frost, which caught cost eighty five million dollars. Like this is a cheap. Both of these are cheap movies that are shot. They look like they look like softcore that you'd see on HBO in the early two thousands, except mm. for like each shot is very composed. <laughs> like the shots are there for a reason. You're not joking, though. The other one did cost $85 million to make, and it made $30 million. And this one cost maybe $50,000 to make and got a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is it is, it is, is super – and yeah, the snowman does its job better by not being creepy and off-putting. There, like, Roger Ebert gave Jack Frost – I don't think he reviewed Jack Frost, but he, he gave Jack Frost – a star and was like this is the worst Jim Henson special effects I've ever seen like he didn't say that mean but he was like this this he like did a normal Roger Ebert of like we've come to expect better for the Henson company to be able to imbue like you know uh, these 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 fantastical creatures with a sense of humanity, and he's like, they fucked it all up. This is this looks terrible. I also the, let's talk a little bit about, about why the the Jack Frost uh, children's film is scarier than Jack Frost the horror movie, and that's um, a lot of that is because Jack Frost uh, the children's character has a much more articulated face. It. Um, there's way too many points of articulation. It's kind of an uncanny valley thing in a weird way. Um, and two, the eyes are not coal eyes. I don't know if you noticed no. this. The yeah, eyes, they're like eyebrow eyes. They they have there. He has blue eyes. Yeah. He has he has human yeah. doll eyes in yeah. the, in sockets. Yeah. It's terrifying. I wish that they, they comment had exchanged on that. models. For <laughs> but they comment on that because he's like, they say, they says something about, well, shouldn't you have coal for eyes? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly think they should have switched models. I think especially without the, the mouth moving. <laughs> I think it would have been a very, I would have appreciated that vibe a little bit better, I think, like. Because then, then you can make the case that Charlie is losing it. Like <laughs> and I want to. Not only that, it's matter. not even it's not even made of snow, Charlie. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like in Jack Frost, they find all these little funny things to do because obviously the whole point is that he can change into different forms of water, but he can only be killed in a snowman form. And I love when like he turns into water, and the cop just starts shooting the water on the floor, and they're like, "This isn't gonna work." But like. That is the perfect kind of horror comedy joke because it's like 
it's not like it's making like bing it's not like it's doing like weird spoofy stuff it's just that's the snowman that's who they're trying to kill i have a gun it turned into water how the fuck would we defeat this very stupid creature and that's the part that's funny yeah and and i think honestly the missteps in the uh in 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 jack frost are are pretty minimal i think that um the I actually don't really mind the look of the movie. Like, I think the look no. of the movie is charming. It's, it's Do you have the crazy. Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray? No, I don't have. I was not aware that it got the Blu-ray treatment, but I am not surprised oh. in the slightest. It, I mean, it looks it it looks good. It the weird thing about it is because it's like it's a Blu-ray. It feels very like um, it looks very clean, and then but it looks like home movie. Like was uh, a home movie shot on VHS was cleaned up for Blu-ray, so it looks crazy good for probably better than this movie had any right to ever look but it it still has that like i uh, who knows what they shot this on type vibe so but it's it looks good um and then the i'll have to get that the uh the sequel is in and the first movie are both on Tubi right now um and they showed me no ads for either of them I don't know. I think if you watch something like uh, obscure enough, like content providers are like, mm, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we don't want to add for Bisquick in front of Jack Frost. <laughs> um, but my 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 two complaints really with Jack Frost are like, I really don't like the they use, they do sort of like a slap bassy sort of like butt rocky kind of jam score. What like during a lot of kills because they're like, isn't this funny? And I think that that like really. Um, detracts from the the scene and it particularly detracts when jack frost is raping shannon elizabeth and it's not like a it's not a it, like we said it's not a um, it's not gratuitous he's making creepy little sex pest quips and you're like oh this is a sexual assault like i realized like 30 yeah. or 45 seconds in i was like oh this is a, this is a sexual assault scene of a snowman yeah. uh, raping a uh, one of the it models of the late 90s the it actors of the late 90s. It was pre-American Pie. Yeah, yeah, before she really blew up, but it was one of those things where she was like... And know, then she blew down. And she blew down. Is that what you call it? I mean, eventually. But yeah, she, she is a... Uh, I didn't mean it that way. What do you call when someone... She was an it girl and then... I don't know, she's not she in things anymore. Jesus. She was a who girl. She melted. It's Christmas. She's a yeah. who down in Whoville. <laughs> She's in the Jack Frost band. She was a... Do you mean Shannon Doherty from Party of Five? No, no, no. Shannon Elizabeth, you know, the hot girl. And then you got to explain where she's from. You're like, you know, the... From American Pie. And then people go, oh, but they're not... Which one? The band girl? No, not the band girl. (laughs) Not the band girl. It's the other one. (laughs) What level of fame are you at? Tara Reid? No. (laughs) No, not Tara Reid. She was in Big Not that one. You know know which one. Uh, you know you're at a level of of uh, in, in non-fame when someone's like, yeah, I, maybe I know what you're talking about. I'm literally not pulling my phone out. Yeah. I have access to all the information in the world right here, and I'm not using No, thank it. you. <laughs> Don't need that info. Yeah. I'm glad you know. <laughs> Seems not, like you're into it. <laughs> you know what? Good for you. Good yeah. for you, Grandpa. Maybe the alternate name of our podcast. Seems like you know, and you're into it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, no insult to Shannon Elizabeth, but so um, yeah, this is the part where I say final thoughts. Better, whatever. Um, oh, <laughs> the I do think that there's a there's a sequence when they they've decided they're gonna like blow up Jack Frost. Yeah, 
And I do think then it's at the prison and he melts and goes under the door and he's chasing them and he's trying to get through the door. And there's this long hallway that they're filling with gas to like set up an explosion. And one of them has Mm -hmm. to go back for the key. And I was like, oh, this is like them thinking about an actual like horror movie scenario. (laughs) Like, this is them actually treating this like a like a horror movie. And I remember for like having like, I don't know, a moment of tension. And I was like, oh, the. This is actually like a, a horror comedy worth recommending yeah. to people. This is actually like a, a, a bit of fun, even when the scientist comes in with his weirdo, wacky explanation. It's like, that like that explanation's fun. It is fun. I, it is, and yeah. somehow he's like the absence, the absent because their project was only supposed to um, protect like the personality of the person. Yeah. And yet the soul joins, rejoins the body. He's like, we found evidence of a soul because why his his soul was not in our programming. We just thought we were preserving the person, like continuity yeah. of people. We were we were not planning on souls rejoining the corpus. Like, yeah. it's kind of a fun horror movie concept. He's like, we accidentally found the reason. Yeah, again, it it's so funny that this movie has the... F- fun interesting concept of how a man became a snowman and then the 85 million dollar almost sam raimi almost george clooney uh michael keat movie is like i don't know magic harmonica <laughs> like it's it's funny which one take tries to come up with yes a ridiculous reason but a fun reason yeah of how a man became because you know what they didn't have to do that it is a cheapo horror movie, and they could have said, yeah, I don't know. He got electrified, and he was near some snow, and he's a snowman now. Like, the fact that they put in a little effort and were like, this could be a fun way that this would happen, and what are the implications of a man becoming a snowman is, like, why – is another example of why this movie is punching above its its budget. Yeah. I don't know if there's a single slasher with supernatural powers that put more thought into the concept than – this one like yeah isn't the concept in in Wes Craven's shocker that like he didn't die from the electric chair so he gets electric powers I might also be thinking of artist goes to jail um um both are basically the same movie that I've never seen either <laughs> but the point being <laughs> to me they're the same <laughs> point being that they came up with like a moment where I was like wait you just clicked on part of my brain that's not supposed to be on right now. Uh, but yeah, I also recommend the sequel. The sequel uh, in the last half hour turns into a Gremlins riff, um, which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this uh, this month over in, in uh, October, Aaron was on Swamp Flicks and did a very good episode on the Frankenstein movies. Yeah. And uh, this month I'll be on Swamp Flicks uh, to talk about uh, Gremlins, yes, uh, but also uh, Gremlins ripoffs that take place around Christmas time. So the concept is uh, the little uh, all the creatures are stirring, little little creatures that come alive at Christmas time and cause havoc. Um, and a few are Gremlins like, and a few are Charles Band like uh, puppet doll kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of fun over on Swamp Flicks, so. Um, yeah. plugging myself being over there and Aaron. Yeah, we'll cut it out. Also. Yeah, I was over there, but it's we we moved past it. Uh, <laughs> you had, I, I really were you going to say I, something? I really um, wish I had covered. I really wish I had covered uh, this. I watched Jack Frost two before I had gone on that show because I was like, oh, more little fuckers at Christmas time. 
gotta just uh, record yourself saying things about it for five minutes. They can they can do it's all movie magic now, Peter. It is all. Uh, so yeah, here's my verdict. It's very simple. Jack Frost, watch it. Jack Frost, don't watch it. Hey, this this uh, court is out of order. Goodbye. It's out of order. How do you how do you end uh, the case? I've never actually served on a jury. How do they end it? Uh, they dismiss you for saying that you uh, think cops are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I've never been on a case either, but I would. That's, yeah. that's I where, why I wouldn't be to even tell people what I believe about things. But I would tell uh, them that Jack Frost is good and Jack Frost sucks. Sucks, man. What are we doing next week? We don't know if we're going to get to all four, but we do have four episodes. We have planned. We are, as you can probably tell, trying to ramp back up after a bunch of life changes. Um, we're trying to get back. <laughs> we to, don't need to talk about all of them. <laughs> like, my life has changed quite a bit. Yeah. We're trying to ramp back up to being uh, normal people again. Uh, next week, I would love, love to cover Polar Express. Oh, yeah. So we have Polar Express, Home Alone 2, and Season 2 of The Santa Clauses. Which will we done. get to? Well, but sure, great. But will we record episodes on all three? Who knows, Peter? Who knows? But so next week we're doing Polar Express. Polar Express. I. Uh, it's going to be a fun Chris Christmas one because I don't defend that movie, but I do like it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week. Curse Christmas, the train pulls into the station. Choo choo. Christmas. Uh with with uh probably the only CGI that makes Jack Frost look good. <laughs> good night. Merry Christmas, you lunatics. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Kowalski. Here's your Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Merry Let Christmas, McCray. McCray? You all right? McCray? McCray! Let me go! <laughs> Die! Die! Madman McRae has just escaped from the state mental hospital. Suspect is considered extremely dangerous. I hope so, too. Now go to sleep. Gather near to us once more. House. House. We all will be together. If the fates allow. Is that Santa Claus? Hello? Is somebody there? Santa? Well, I'm not! <laughs> oh my god! Mommy! Daddy's home for Christmas! And have yourself a merry little Christmas now! <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to We Love to Watch. If you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand. And you want to support the show. We truly, absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on iTunes. I know every podcast says it, and it's because it really does help. And so every podcast wants that help. So please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically, they hopefully want to tune in and listen. And thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years. Uh, We really do appreciate you. Uh, With kisses and smooches, Peter and Aaron. (laughs) Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>